0: Previously on the Simply Human podcast,
1: these things have to be relearned. Like, you look at a kid walk, run, squat, it's perfect, and you'll notice really amazing mechanics yeah. up until, and, and you know, this is something that Kelly always says, he's like, you know, my daughter ran per- perfect up until, you know, the first stage. It's episode 84 of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, we talk to movement coach Justin Goodhart of WellRoundedAthlete.net. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment, a couple of listener stories, one involving decorated downstairs lady parts, the other- Oh, you're giving it away. The the other, a very sick beagle, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you?
2: I am good, Mark. How are you? I am Does great. this sound scripted at all? Well. Because we've already recorded this <laughs> segment once, and we rec- you screwed it up. So we're trying to make it sound natural. We again. recorded
1: about three minutes of this segment <laughs> and are now re recording it. Hey Rick, I have two options for crosstalk. Man,
2: now I gotta go rewrite some jokes.
1: Yeah. God, I hate you. Okay, well, let's just do this over. I have okay. I have two options uh, for crosstalk. Uh option one and option two, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you choose what you wanna talk about.
2: Well, you're not going to tell me which the options are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, so option one is. <laughs>
2: you're an idiot. Option behind <laughs> door number two. Oh, it's a sledgehammer to the
1: balls. <laughs> Why did you choose that one? Well, you didn't give me the option. <laughs> okay, so um you know, in the first time we recorded this, we had this really funny banter about how's it going, how are you, but we'll get to that later sometime. Maybe so, it'll come we up. We can, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's um,
2: organic. We can let it die. By the way, so. yes.
1: Uh Okay, so option one is titled. Mark dreams he poops his pants in the middle of the night and wakes up, and the aftermath therein...
2: You can probably shorten that title to just Wednesday.
1: <laughs> a, no, a typical Wednesday See, morning. See, there's a fresh
2: joke right there. Yeah, Look at that. that was, that was fresh.
1: This. Option two is parking lot talk.
2: Okay, and this is what I said in the last one. I feel like the obvious choice is, <laughs> tell me all about you dreaming about pooping in your pants, but I feel like it's going to end with you... Pooping in your pants. And I man, we've been there. I, I'm going to choose parking lot talk <laughs> okay. because there's a high probability of like a very Costanza like moment right. with parking lot talk. So I'm going to take that
1: one. Okay. And just quickly, I did not poop in my pants. I just. I don't that believe I that at all. I, I didn't I, I didn't have my pants this morning, I guess I should say, which is just to be more specific. I did this afternoon. Um, okay. So I had a meeting this morning at an office building. Uh, at seven forty-five. Okay, so I I is roll the, in uh,
2: the boner doctor. Is that what you're going to call it now? A meeting uh, in an office building?
1: No, it's the fertility clinic. Thank <laughs> you. So on his
2: uh, business card, as boner doctor. Jeez,
1: I have I am all. I don't need to do that. I uh, three kids is uh, is enough. Oh, and bro, yeah, that's it.
2: Just sound super virile. Don't sound like you're covering anything up at all.
1: <laughs> shut up. Objections. Well, I'm going to tell you what the office building is. You just sorry, shut go ahead. Up. Okay, so it's 745 for this particular office building. There's usually no one there yet. Like life starts at eight o'clock and, and but this particular morning, there's there are people walking up to the building. like the parking lot is kind of filling up. and I'm thinking, oh, there must be some sort of event or something here. There's a big conference or something. So I, I pull into the parking spot. And it's one of those spots where like it's up against a curb and then there's like a little grassy median thing, even though it's not a median because it's not in the middle, but it's kind of like that. And then there's another row of spots, you know, facing yeah. the other row. So, I'm, so I'm sitting Wait, there. Wait, is the
2: grassy thing separating the cars like the yes. full row parking spots? Yes. So two cars are facing each other with the grassy median in, in between.
1: between. Right. Okay, I got, you. I got you. So, you know, other cars are, are, are pulled in behind me and they're parking. And, well, this one car comes around, you know, to park with and I'm just I watch it happen. And her, and the person's left two tires, right? Left. Okay. Are are directly like the line is right in the middle of the tires.
2: Oh, so they're all over the line. They're
1: completely on I mean not like close <sighs> so to the line. Infuriating. On line. And I'm, and I'm and I'm almost like and we're like face to face. We're like looking at each other. And I almost kind of did like a hey, like a real like, hey, scooch on over there, maybe back up. Because I'm, th- I'm thinking, surely this person's going to back up. Yeah, if you would have said
2: scooch on over, I'm sure that would have worked <laughs> out well.
1: Surely this person is going to, like, back up, and and surely you, would, you understand. Because I'm the king
2: of that. Like, I'll pull initially into the space and realize, oh, I've made a grave error. And I'll yeah. back up and try to straighten, because I'm trying <sighs> for total total centeredness within okay, the space. Okay,
1: so I'm going to tell you what I did, and then I've, I've got like four or five bullet points that I've written down. Is this
2: another like elaborate story about no. a lady at the movie theater? And, no, no, uh, no, no. You no. Know,
1: stole her stuff. So listen, so I'm really irked by this and I know like, you know, t- li- living that live and all that. Well, I get out of the car and I'm just, it's, it's eating me up and I'm thinking, somebody, the next person, this is one of the bullet points, like does the next person park with the uh, appropriate amount of because space? I think, yeah,
2: you're, you're right. Very quickly. Because that's going to cause a chain reaction right. of everyone in the whole parking lot and so, like, the next guy that parks near them is going to have to park too far of closer to the line to have room to get out, and the next guy, the next guy. Well, these cars will be leaving at their own leisure, and so some idiot is going to be pulling in like, huh, this Suburban over here parked on the line. Well, it's not the Suburban right exactly. It's the four cars okay. before the Suburban, so he's getting falsely blamed. Exactly. And then we have, like, a, a stolen Valor type of situation. That
1: Right, that was one of my bullet points. And we're going to call this person Casey because that is the most... Uh, like used bisexual name <laughs> It's a weird sentence. Wrong way to say that. You mean
2: like androgynous? Yes. For? <laughs> yes.
1: There are more bisexuals Bisexual named name. Casey than any other name. So you're an idiot. So I'm walking up, about halfway up the office building. You could
2: just go with Pat. That's a famous name. Pat, Pat
1: is good. Pat's like not even in the top ten, which is crazy. So, um, are you looking
2: at a list right now? No, are you I, on BuzzFeed?
1: Uh, no, I heard it on on something. So okay. So anyway. Casey still in the car, and I'm walking up to the office building. I'm just kind of like, man. I just can't let Casey get away with this. So I turn around yeah. and pretend like I'm, I've forgotten something in my car. I'm walking back. I pass Casey, walking back to my car. I pull my car out of my parking space. Oh, I, go,
2: I know what you're going to do. I go
1: around, and I park as close to the line as I can. So if Casey needs to leave, there's no way Casey is, can get in the car now, on the driver's side. <laughs> Like, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm in the, I'm in my space. I've done nothing wrong. It,
2: oh, yeah. You've done nothing wrong. Aurora. Does
1: that make me an a hole?
2: Yeah. Well, you're doing what all of us want to do. Usually I'll just, <laughs> you know, chalk it up to, oh, Hawk a
1: big loogie on their windshield when I get a chance. And then we'll,
2: in my passive-aggressive way, we'll fix everything.
1: So that would be better. Uh, Hawking a loogie is less a ish than than just parking in my space. The
2: thing about the loogie is there's no possible way, like, you could know. Like, if you come out to your car, there's a huge loogie on the windshield. Like, man, I wonder why I did did, did deserve that. Yeah, They obviously have no self-awareness. They've screwed up their parking job. Maybe your way will suddenly get the message across. But I feel like there's a huge potential for backfire, they, they could they plow just into smash your car.
1: right. So, but but here's the thing. I came,
2: or what I would do if I were Casey. Like, oh, you know what? I will show this guy, and, and I will bang get in them. through the passenger side, and I will just smash my driver's... I will open it up and smash the yeah. crap out of uh, his other door because I drive an 04 Volkswagen that right. smells like melted crap. I well, don't care if it gets banged up or dented up.
1: Well, this car was a, was a very nice sports car.
2: Okay, well, maybe, yeah. that, okay, so, maybe okay. they wouldn't do that. So
1: here's here a couple more funny parts. So I get out and I walk in only to find out that this event that all these people are going into is like some day-long Conflict Resolution Seminar
2: Oh my god <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, then, and then
2: which you And your whole family yeah. Should be attending <laughs> And
1: then I see my dad Like in there Like in the front row <laughs> and it's like,
2: He's in there Just screaming About the coffees <laughs> not <on Otto's> auto <laughs> <front row. laughs> You idiots <laughs> like, Sir We're
1: gonna We're gonna get to this <sighs> Yeah Like he's in there With the stealer guy uh, They're like ar- <laughs> they're, they're like have their arms Around each other In the front row um, The
2: homeless guy Who stole the coffee <laughs> yeah. from Years and years ago and he chased him out and it screamed at him running down the street yes. stealer so for those of us who don't have a catalog of memory of yeah. every show we've ever done
1: so then the other funny part is i had to leave the office building at like 10 o'clock and casey's car was in the same space so i just got in my car and backed out so there was no oh, well. there was no lesson to be learned <laughs> from
2: Casey. what is the appropriate way to deal with that is it just to shake your head or
1: well if, if unless you're gonna you have to stop the chain reaction that we talked about earlier. So my thought is yeah. you just park right in the middle. And I did kind of go over a little too far over to the other side to make it even closer. I mean, my my side view mirror was nearly touching these other car side view mirror. It was very close. Um but Hope you're it, real proud no, of yourself. No, but hey, no way. harm, no foul, right? So here's the other other thing. Um do you leave a note in that situation? Do you know that you have this little note? You
2: know what? A note might be the way like now, granted, if I parked You know, if I did a bad parking job and I came out and found an anonymous note, "Hey, nice parking job, a hole." Yeah, I'd probably just take it off and be like, and like throw it on the ground, Uh, and never. And and I, I, you know, I might be like, "Oh, yes, maybe I need to uh, do a better job of watching my parking spaces." But I think maybe all that would do is just cause them to get mad and like ruin their day, and then they're gonna go home and like. Be their spouse.
1: Here's another quickly before we uh, get to uh, Justin. Uh, The other thing that drives me crazy is when you're in your car and people are like walking. You said in. You're in. People are walking Hmm. like into the store, whatever it is, that they don't, they they take like the longest possible angle. you are
2: opening up the biggest can of worms. Okay, we're not going to get to Justin in like two minutes. Right across. You just started a 10-minute rant from me. We all went to geometry, right? We all know that, like a the hypotenuse is of the right hand triangle. If you're looking at a ninety degree right hand triangle, like the hypotenuse is a much lar- longer route than just the one vertical yes. leg. So why do people at Walmart walk the hypotenuse like through like, oh, I'm gonna walk over towards the door, and they're just ambling around like they're no right idea, behind but they them. Have No plan.
1: And you're and you're like right there, like, hey, there's a car behind hey, I'm you. I'm in a
2: car, pal. <laughs> I could kill you if I wanted to right now. I hold the the keys in my hand to run you over right now and, and destroy you. <laughs> I'm not because I'm a reasonable person, but can we all as mankind not get on the same page and be like, Hey, when you're making that, like you're crossing that area, can you just walk with a purpose straight line? And can you walk in a straight line? Like just just straight line and, and just walk quickly. Don't yeah. look at your phone. Don't be doop, 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 doop. that God. And yep. the thing is at Walmart, like on a Saturday and luckily because I work Saturdays, I don't have to go to Walmart that often that on a busy day. But if you do go to a store on a very busy day, then you're never going to get your car through because you uh, you have to be yielding to all these people. Well, all these people are just... Look, boop, um, just wandering out uh, completely with no purpose, and you're just sitting there in your car like, okay, if these people would all get on the same page and walk quickly, then I'd be able to get through.
1: How does that not happen? How do you hear that on the news more? Like, four people... <laughs> Like run over by crazy person at
2: Walmart who is no, tired of waiting because no, people don't understand geometry. Like, I know how that's
1: why is that not a headline? run over by normal person, uh not crazy person. The the other thing I had was when people, you know when the uh parking spaces are slanted one way and then you go the wrong way down that aisle and then they look yeah, at I've you, been, I've been that guy. And they look course. at you like, Hey, what are you doing? And you're like, You're the one going the wrong way. There's that one. I will vary like in a very uh insolent manner
2: when i'm going the correct way and they're coming up the wrong way because they're like trying to skirt around and get to a front parking space but they don't understand that they're gonna have to like do a three-point turn to get into it i will just like hog up the entire thing and i'll just look at them and i will just sit there and be like well you you decided you wanted to go this way, so hey, look at that. We're all but, standing still. You, oh, you made your bed. Trying to get that parking space here. I have no place to go. <laughs> so on one hand, I rail against the guy who ambles around like he has no place to go. And mm. on the other hand, I will do it as a passive-aggressive move. Like,
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Looks like I'm smarter than you are, pal. The only other thing I had was if there's like a – especially if you're on duty and you see a car in, a, in an abandoned duty. parking lot – and it's shaking back and forth. Do you approach that car, or do you just? Let <laughs> I,
2: why would I not? <laughs> the better question is how long. And uh, this is actually like a, a real cops have had this discussion for hmm. probably hundreds of years. How well, long do know, you watch? Twenties of years. How, no, you, I mean, how long do you stand at the window? What length of time hmm. when they're you know and they're getting after it? How, what has length that of time goes from like professional police observation of a potential crime in progress? Where's the line between that and Creepster weirdo watching two <laughs> people bang in a
1: car. <laughs> has that
2: has that happened to you? Oh my god! Are you serious? How many All times?
1: Time? Really? I never oh had. yeah, it hasn't happened yeah. the two times that I've ridden with you. So I think you're lying.
2: Well, I mean it's not like I'm an everyday kidding. thing, but yeah. well, uh, you know, my sample I, it's, size. It's is been very a while small. since I've had one, but uh, you know, this is a very said. common occurrence.
1: All right. Well, there's parking lot talk for you. All right. Find us yes. online. Uh,
2: you know what? I'm glad I picked parking yeah. lot talk because I've heard all these kinds of stories about how you crap in your pants all the time. That's not <laughs> yeah. even that interesting.
1: Anymore. We've so, never had parking, parking lot, lot talk. talk. All right. Uh, and I hope y'all don't think that I'm an a hole for taking going to the trouble of going back to my car and pulling my car around. Oh, just no. To... I
2: think they know you by this point. Okay. And they know that that kind of thing is, is written standard. on your family
1: crest. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'll
2: get them. <laughs> That's the quote on your family crest. I'll show them. <laughs> of a guy
1: standing in his underwear. With poop in the back of his underwear. That's our family crest. Um Yelling ah. Steeler. All right. Find us online at Simple There is a link to the Primal Professional Shoes on the sidebar. If you hit enter the main site on that opening on the homepage there on the right, we also have links to the nutrients, the multivitamin, and skinny fat, the oils from Colton's Nutrition.com. Uh, there is also um, Links, to Facebook page, YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Simply Human Fifty Two. And as promised, uh, last week we talked to Glenn pordoza When you go to SimplyHumanLifestyle.com the, the, the picture for Move Now is a a link to becoming a Supple Leopard Second Edition. So an easy mm. way, easy way to find uh, that book if you want to buy that book. And if you are going to buy
2: one, you buy it through us because uh, we get a little uh, we get a taste of that. Right?
1: Like four cents from that.
2: Hey, four, senses, four cents is four cents, four cents
1: yes. my friend. Hey, dollar earned is his opinion. Is that out that oh, That's, that's not at all what he said. All right, so uh, uh, email the show, simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. And as we have not interviewed Justin yet, uh, here's the interview. Uh, and I, we will talk about things. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And I'm going to, he's certified in a thousand different things, which we're going to uh, talk about uh, when I do the intro. So here's Justin. All right, joining me today, I say me because Rick has some sort of f- family duty or something that he can't uh, he can't be on the show. Uh, I got an email, uh, it's been a couple of months now, from a guy named Justin Goodhart, and uh, once I went to his website and sort of looked at his stuff, it was kind of one of those deals where I was sort of mad at humanity that I was just now finding out about this guy. He's uh, sort of right, <laughs> right in the same sort of movement vein uh, of all the things that we talk about. But Justin Goodhart is PICP Level 2 certified. He's CrossFit Level 1 certified. Move Nat Level 3. Uh, adult Gymnastics Level 1. Precision Nutrition Level 1. He's got many other things that he's done as far as education, continuing education, things that he's certified in. Uh, so he's an expert in in all things Simply Human. Welcome to the show, Justin. Mark, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and looking forward to the chat today. Cool. And you can find Justin, I'm going to say this uh, a few times just to make sure it gets, it gets driven in there. It's going to be in the show notes as well, but it's wellroundedathlete.net. Is, uh, is the website and it's just his email is justin at wellrounded so uh, it's a really cool website and uh, it's, it's, you know really cool pictures on there um, about you know if you do the things that Justin does you're gonna have like the 10 pack that Justin has. <laughs> On some of the, I, mean, I think it's possible to have ten abs, but you, sir, have found the lost two abs. So, uh, if you'll just, yeah, kind of give us the uh, your background. How did you, you know, what was your upbringing? Your the things that you were uh, experienced in, and then how did you get to to where you are today?
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, well, you know, Mark, I started out like probably many of the listeners, um, just the standard kind of pumping iron you know typical kind of bodybuilder approach to uh to training fitness movement and you know i think that's i think that's okay you know that's that's what, how a lot of people enter into this and then you know they they see that surface level and then eventually they get deeper and deeper as they um as they personalize their approach and and see what this can you know the doors that can really open up for their body so uh, when i was uh, a freshman in high school my state champion uh, my cousin who's a state champion wrestler, came out to Colorado and uh he kind of showed me the ropes. I think he was out there a month or so, and I would just tag along, go to the gym with him and and kind of shadow him and and That was really my first taste of um some sort of consistent physical practice you know of course i I loved. Uh, you know, I loved all sort of, of movement I'd done. Uh, you know, some soccer, some some things like that. But um, just that level of commitment and consistency was definitely something new. So that was kind of a common thread for me. You know, I was I was doing kind of that bodybuilder approach to things throughout high school um, into college, where I started shifting a little bit more into CrossFit. This was around probably 2008, where I was I was breaking into that some some you know, entry level power lifting. And then after college, I, I went and worked on these boats up in Alaska. And the only equipment I had available to me was this, there was kind of this canopy over the back deck. And, uh, there was just a, a single bar basically that I could use for, for, um, you know, body weight type, type movements. And, um, so I, I really used that as an opportunity to, to delve into my my training and physical practice in in a new way, and you know after college I was kind of on the on the fence about you know where am I gonna where am I gonna go with my life I have had this thread of uh, you know training movement physical culture that's uh, that's really persisted with me but will I pursue that as a career to really help other people or you know will I pursue some other avenue So I, eventually I decided like this is what I want to do I'm going all out. And that's kind of where for for a period of, I think, three to four years, I was just, um, you know, really digging deeply into this stuff, Um, getting all those certifications like, you know, like you mentioned. um, I mean, spending a lot of time, energy, money on all these things. Um, And the irony was that in some ways I was almost uh, paralyzed by all the information I had. It was almost overwhelming. You know, I, I felt like I should have been equipped, but there was something that I was kind of missing. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, maybe later, but just this, uh, you know, You have to have a customized approach to your training and movement. You have to make it individual to your life. We'll get into the nuances of that a little bit later. But that's kind of my approach into all this. So, you know, I spent time going to these certifications, traveling around, training with people all around the globe um, and really just deepening my knowledge, deepening my practice. Um, And now I'm, you know, really helping people. You know my my motto is train like a scientist, move like an artist, and really um, and build your own practice is is what I strive to help people do. So that's a little bit about my background.
1: Cool. Well, yeah, let's just go right into. And I just wrote that down. uh, Well, now the uh, Skype thing is in front of it. Yeah, train like a scientist, move like an artist. I love that. Uh, uh, Yeah. So, what was the one thing that you were that you were missing? You you uh, alluded to.
0: Well, really, you know there's only so far you can go, I think, with these cookie cutter or generic approaches to things or, you know, even with very powerful principles, if you don't acknowledge and really start to learn the inner inner workings of your body and your, um, your brain and, you know, how your neurotransmitters function, your personality, all these things. It's like, uh, I forget which you know, a famous philosopher said this might have been Socrates who said, Know thyself. And I think that, you know, that's such a simple phrase, but it's it's something that can take your whole life and more to to really do. So I think the same is true in, in your training and movement. You have to know yourself. You have to know your own body, regardless of how how awesome the program is. It's got to be tailored to your body, your your personality, your mindset, your perspective, your goals, all these things. Otherwise, you're just going to be kind of chasing chasing the, the, the fitness, the movement dream that someone else has, has set up and established and said, you should do this. When in reality, maybe it's not really going to serve you for where you're at in your life and, and in your training and movement. So that's really the realization when I said, okay, like there's so many great things out there i 'm um, going to like Bruce Lee says, absorb what is useful, discard what i can 't use, and then add what is uniquely my own and and It was when I got to that point um, that my practice really started to deepen and and
1: become much more fulfilling and and meaningful and, and inspiring to me yeah so how are some of the ways what are some of the signs that that uh, i guess how how can you know yourself? what are some of the things maybe you 're doing that if if a or B happens, okay, maybe I'm not doing the right things? Or what What are some of the things to look for? Well, I think really the biggest one is just boredom. Like if you
0: are, or, or burnout, like I find if I'm doing something that doesn't resonate with with me long term it's it's gonna be boring to me like just if something you know subconsciously your brain your mind it knows that this isn't aligned I think with uh, with what you really want and so you might get uh, you might find it boring or, or unappealing and you won't have kind of that that natural draw or drive toward it now this isn't always the case you know sometimes we maybe are feeling a little lazy and we need a kick in the pants to to get motivated and, and start these things but oftentimes Sometimes if it's if you find it boring, if you find going to the gym and and just walking on a treadmill in front of a blank wall for twenty five minutes is, is to be boring, well then maybe you should you know alter your approach. Um, I think another one is uh, burnout. If you you know maybe I've trained myself into burnout into depression just because I didn't allow enough recovery. So um, if you're way too hard, um, you know maybe backing that off a little bit can be a signal that you know this this intensity level is too much for you with with where you 're at in your life either you 're under recovered or you 're overstressed in some other capacity so those I think are the biggest ones is is boredom and burnout are huge huge red flags that hey you need a you need to maneuver this a little bit you need to maybe think of another approach, add some spice to it something that that engages your mind um, and and is kind of a natural draw toward your your movement practice and and training.
1: Yeah, I think also like like if you're if you're bored with something, if something is really not resonating with you, I think that's not only sort of this mental thing, but to me, that's your brain telling your body that maybe that's not something that you you know, is really doing you any good? Like, I think you would agree probably like just going to the, the gym and, and, walk, and like, running on a treadmill for 60 minutes, five days a week probably isn't good. You know, if you just love that and you just like are chomping at the bit to get on that treadmill for an hour, then okay, maybe that's, that's something that you could be doing. But would you agree that like most of like the sort of cardio that people are doing isn't like the, the types of, of movement that, that people should be doing to become as healthy as they can be?
0: yeah i think I think a lot of the mainstream approaches um are you know a reflection or or you know something that has been created as a supplement to our sedentary lives because really the core of our lifestyle is kind of misaligned with with nature and how the human, uh, human being, human animal, some would say, uh, you know, are, is, is designed to, to function and, and the natural environment that really allowed us to thrive. We're out of that. You know, we're not, we don't live like we should or eat like we should, which is why we have things like uh, treadmills and gyms and nutritional supplements. They're all kind of, they're all kind of, I think, a, a bandaid of the same underlying, Symptoms and and, and diseases really that uh, that were just misaligned with with how the human uh, how the human being really should be living, moving, eating, and all those sort of things. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's great. Um, So, what what are like some of the things in in your practice and your when you work with people? What are some of sort of those glaring things that you you find yourself repeating? To the to over and over and over, so like you feel like a broken record that like the the masses just aren't getting from a movement perspective
0: well um, you know there's there's a lot of things you'll see repeatedly and um, I would say the first one well there's a couple let's say frequency of movement is a big one and'll and I'll cover these a little bit in more depth frequency of movement you know um, taking. Really getting full range of motion, like taking your joints and things through full range of motion that 's one of the first things to go, and one of the uh, the things that is going to help you age the best overall it 's not strength but it 's probably strength is probably a close second but it 's actually flexibility, range of motion, um, all of these things that are going to help you Age successfully and and have the most freedom in your body for the longest amount of time. Um, so, free, uh, so that's kind of the flexibility range of motion type things. You'll see people just as kind of a consequence of modern living. You'll see people have this forward neck posture, this eye posture, as some people are calling it. You'll see them have this kind of caved in chest and rounded shoulders. You'll see them, uh, you know, maybe have tight. Tight hips, uh, you know, hip flexors, hamstrings, um, quads—all these things. These are very, very common physical patterns that I think are the result of uh, lack of movement frequency, lack of taking the body through full ranges of motion, and then just exposing the body to um, to environmental challenges—things like parkour or move nat, where you're where you're having to solve. Uh, a unique set of movement puzzles or movement challenges um, really kind of have a value that you can't Replicate. There's a lot of intangibles, you know, the the crazy micro adjustments of the ankle and and the wrists and that shoulder as you you know maybe do a, a, a asymmetrical like dive roll type thing. You know, so these sorts of movements. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the work of Katie Bowman. Oh yeah, wrote a really yeah. great book. Well, uh, no, uh, yeah, I your, love Katie's work. Yeah, uh, she's she been just,
1: on the she's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, Remove Your DNA is a, is a great book, and I'm actually going through her restorative uh, exercise, like the, in, the, the restorative institute, uh, like the 52-week program right now. So, uh, yeah, Katie, I love is, Katie is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, just an aside. How is that program?
1: Uh, how how far are you into it so um, far? I started, I guess, like January. The first week in January was my first week. So uh, every Friday, a new sort of like lesson post, and you you can download the PDF, or whatever. And there's little homework assignments and uh, and articles to read. I'll, I'll link to that in the uh, in the show notes. But uh, really yeah. great value for you know for the information. that I feel like I'll be getting all year, and then I have it all to reference. Uh, you know, forever. I love that. Yeah, and you know, Katie's work, she talks a lot about,
0: um, you know, movement uh, micronutrients. We have this idea, just like there's in food, there's macronutrients, right? Carbs, proteins, fats, there's also micronutrients. So all the all the things you need in very, very small amounts, the vitamins, the minerals, the trace minerals, all these things. She has this analogy that movement is the same way. So we have these, you know, movement macronutrients, which is things like walking and maybe squatting. But then you also have movement micronutrients which you know is the is like the subtle shifting of the of the metatarsals in your feet as you walk over uneven ground and things that maybe some people have never even thought about but yet they have unique value they have unique movement nutrition to your body. And, and like Katie also says, you know, every day, every second, you're writing your biography into your bones through the way you move or don't move. Um, and so that's why I think, um, you know, f- movement frequency, moving over complex, moving through complex environments, and then taking your body through full range of motion are all things that are so essential to long-term uh, thriving and just enjoying the ex- your own experience in your body over the long term.
1: Yeah, I love the movement nutrition sort of analogy. And it, It's like uh, if all you do is sit and stand and lay down to like go to bed. So, you you know, you wake up, you stand up, go to walking in the kitchen, you're standing up the whole time you're preparing your breakfast, whatever it is, you sit down in your car. So, all that's only three things you're doing. That's basically what the way Katie says, it. it's like, you know, that's basically you just you're eating like uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, broccoli, and cheese sticks, are like the only three things you ever <laughs> eat, or just pick three random foods, and that that's all you eat. But as we all know, with nutrition, variety is is great, and. Uh, it, there are th- there are certain things that broccoli has that carrots don't have that uh, steak doesn't have, and so the more diversity you can get in your movements, uh, you know you, that's you get all the the uh, the nutrition or the movement like yeah mit- vitamins and minerals. And then the other thing you said about like uh, range of motion and and uh, strength has that like range of motion is number one and strength is number two, and and I think that's really important. And I, and I like that that ranking, and I would rank them the same way because like in, in the simply human like movement pyramid. The bottom, the bottom uh, sort of category is walk or pl- and play. Then mm-hmm. above that is mobility, and above that is lift heavy stuff or or add load to your system, whether it's in the form of sprinting or or you know huffing and puffing in some way or strength training. Because if you don't have the the right range of motion in your shoulders, you're not going to be able to build as much muscle on the shoulder as you possibly can. So I think always mobility and stability comes before. Being able to load our biomechanical systems where we can actually add muscle, and and you look at you know the people that are hundred year old and live the longest, muscle is a direct correlation with uh, long you know vibrant lives. I mean, if you don't have uh, a whole lot of muscle, you're not gonna, and if you're not moving in the correct ways, you're not gonna last very long, so to speak. So, mm. yeah, no, abs- absolutely, and
0: I think, you know, that's why I I have this kind of. Well, well, like my, really my main motto, train like a scientist, move like an artist. That's why I think um, it's so valuable to quantify certain things. You know, that's this training like a scientist. We're measuring things. We're being very precise. We're, you know, very, very precise and, and measured in certain things because measuring the right thing is always valuable, but you can't, th- there's also things that are very, very valuable that we can't really measure. So that's why, you know, kind of the other side of the coin, the move like an artist where all these subtle movements that are impossible to quantify or even explain in a lot, a lot of times, I think that for me is the balance. So, you know, we're, we're training like a scientist. We have a, a set program where we're, we're, whatever your main goals are, I'm helping you. I'm building you a program around, uh, improving in those areas. And then we're also moving like an artist and exploring these intangibles and, and, Navigating complex environments and playing and and exposing your yourself to novel movement challenges and puzzles and to me that's really
1: um, where the balance falls and uh, it's it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So what what do you uh, sort of prescribe to someone? Like what are the what are the basics? What are the things that all humans should be able to do that we can start building some more technical uh, and individualized programming around? Because I think there's there's probably some universals like in nutrition. I think mean, you know processed foods, sugars, the 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 Franken foods, all that kind of stuff. It's pretty universal that those things should be eliminated from the diet. Like, there's not anybody that's like, well, for you, I think you can have Oreos for lunch, and that's gonna be okay for you. So, like, so what are like the universals in movement? Well, I think you know, MoveNet does a great job here with uh, some of
0: their their approaches. Really, I would consider you know. Uh, something that are, that the human, uh, that humans have been doing as long as we've been around, which is, um, like you said, walking, running, squatting, lunging, pushing, pulling, climbing, um, you know, probably fighting in some capacity, realistically, um, swimming, all these things can be, uh, are, are kind of, fundamental human movement patterns. And I think everyone should have some base level of competency um, in each of those areas. And then once you do, I think from there, you're set up to specialize a little bit more, if only temporarily. Um, You know, there's no good generalist that wasn't first specialized in that area and then branched off and then specialized in another area and built a level of competency in a, in many different uh, areas of movement. So yeah, I think just like I said, uh, run, jump, squat, lunge, push, pull, swim, climb, fight. Um, and then from there, maybe taking, from there I would say choose a movement, a move, a movement Discipline that you find very personally rewarding, and pursue that in a deep way, and you know you get certain value from a deep, uh, a deeply exploring a single element or a single movement practice um, that you can't get when you're just kind of touching uh, very at a superficial level on multiple things. So I think there's a lot of value as well in exploring something. At a very deep level.
1: Yeah, and uh, and just kind of go on off what you were saying there. I, I know I used to for a long time, and my listeners know this. I did uh, like long distance endurance training, and mm. you know like there was something about like going out, and I, I was hit and run over by a car on my bike uh, back in 2012. Oh, wow. And there, you know, after that, I would go out for like my ride that I had to, you know, I needed to do as part of my you know, prescription. I had to work. You know, this is part of my training plan. You go out and ride up around the lake, you know, for a couple hours. And I would, uh, there would be this sense of like fear that I would have to like overcome to do this training. And and I don't know. I I think there's some there's some dose in there that's a healthy like, okay. I'm going to do something that's who kind of makes me uh, uncomfortable a little bit. But, you know, I I think I think I was that was a little too heavy of a dose of that where you're scared of like being, you know, uh, killed during your activity. Whereas now what I'm doing are are, I I vary the programming. I do like a kind of like a I've done a olympic lifting program then i'll stop that and i'll do like a hypertrophy program and i'll stop that and i'll do like a windler 531 and i'll stop that and, and i just i don't have any sort of sense of dread or fear in my movements anymore uh or or a sense of uh, you know i just man i really don't want to do this like deep down and so that's kind of where i'm at so how do you like what do you do uh, for movement and how do you train
0: Yeah, I think that's actually, I I like the approach that you've got there. And I think that goes a long way in keeping things fresh and interesting, preventing boredom and burnout, like we were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, I tend to, uh, you know, I take a very goal based approach to, to, to some of my training, and then a very kind of laissez-faire, unstructured, playful approach to the other half of my training. Um, so I will uh, write out or hire a coach because I really believe in the in the power of coaching um, to write out my program. You know, six or eight weeks, depending on what my goals are uh, for that specific training phase, and I will focus on that as far as the structured elements of my training. And then I really love. Uh, this idea that um, that I got from one of my friends, uh, and it's this idea of uh, having a do uh, a list of all the different movements and and uh, movements and disciplines and sports, whatever that you enjoy. So and and having that list, you know, he calls it a, a you know do what you love today. So it's just this list of all everything you enjoy. Maybe it's walking, maybe it's playing racquetball or tennis and slacklining or juggling and knife throwing or whatever it is. And you have that list and you just choose one of those, um, whichever one strikes you for that day. And you go out and you practice it for whatever, 20 minutes, two hours. Um, And so that's kind of how I personally try to strike that balance of training like a scientist, move like an artist. Part of it is very structured, very meticulous, very planned. The other part of it is just kind of improvisation, fun, exploratory, um, and all these other things.
1: So you know, somebody's listening to this. They they know what parkour is. There's like they're like I'm not going to do that. Uh, what are what are just some things that people can do that are you know that's like a movement, like a sort of like a, a very easy sort of beginner movement puzzle. Mm, I would say.
0: Um, I would say take a walk, maybe take a walk. If you have like a park or, um, or, you know, some sort of off-road trail, uh, take a walk, play, play a game. Um, you know, if there, if it's a rocky terrain, maybe play like, don't, you know, don't touch the, don't touch the dirt, right. You're just kind of hopping from rock to rock or maybe, I mean, uh, let's see, you know, running, running through, a park and, you know, climbing, climbing a, a tree, that sort of thing, or, um, you know, playing tag with a friend. It can be, it can be a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, it really depends on personal preference and, and where, where you're at. Yeah. With I was like, going to say also where, uh,
1: and where you live really, if you're in, you know, like, uh, I can't, I'm an Abilene. I can't go out and like, you know, I'm going to go climb a mountain, you know, just because there are no mountains. So you just have to kind of look at your environment. Uh, a is the first thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, Yeah. absolutely. Um, I really love this idea. Uh, Ryan Ford is the founder of Apex Movement. It's a group of really awesome uh, parkour gyms uh, in Colorado. and And he talks about this idea of having, you know, the developing parkour vision or basically just seeing your common environment with new eyes. And I did a little article about this of just kind of, and it's based on this similar idea of just taking um, an exploration walk. You know, I, I had lived, I'd lived in this area for probably a year and a half or more. um, But one day when I was just going out and, and, and really making a concerted effort to see the environment with new eyes, seeing a bench as some sort of you know obstacle to crawl under or step over or vault over you know and and seeing seeing the environment with new eyes will open up so many um fun, interesting movement challenges, you know establishing some sort of you know maybe criteria like you're gonna um, you're gonna crawl or maybe. Jump over this wall while only touching you know one hand and one foot or maybe you're gonna you know somehow get over this wall only using your hands on the top of the wall you know all these sort of arbitrary um, arbitrary rules that can help you that can force a certain level of creativity yeah. i think are, are very valuable
1: cool and uh, we're coming up on time but uh, before i get to the final question I, okay you, uh, you get in an elevator with someone the doors close there's a 60 second uh time limit and somebody asks you they, you're wearing a t-shirt that says ask me about nutrition and uh, they say hey so what am i supposed to eat what is your elevator speech on nutrition my elevator speech on nutrition is, you know, I think,
0: uh, you know, the the CrossFit one that they have, like world class nutrition in a in a hundred words or less. It's like eat uh, meats and veggies, nuts. Uh, and seeds, uh, some starch, little to no sugar, um, I think the, that you know lots of meats and veggies. Um, I think that 's kind of world class nutrition of course there 's going to be a lot of specificity, so really um, explore, experiment, find what works for you, um, and oh, study, study <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I guess would be would be my my advice to you I, um, I take it. care of your microbiome, manage your inflammation. Um, some things like that. That's a tough one. I don't necessarily specialize as much yeah. in nutrition, uh, but that w- those would be
1: some of my uh, some of my elevator yeah,
0: speech to to someone.
1: Well, that's a, that's a great point. It's like if you have 60 seconds, it, like it's almost like it'd be you'd be better off saying, well, you know what? I can't explain it in 60 seconds. Here's a book you need to go read. Like uh go read this for yourself, and uh that that's there's my elevator speech yeah. <laughs> there it's impossible um okay, so now it is time to ask you the question that I ask everyone on the show, and it is what is one thing uh that you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable and it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we just talked about so what do
0: i what do I do to enjoy life, or yeah. what do I find enjoyable yeah. about life? yeah, either one I would say. For me right now personally is uh i would say coffee I love having yes. some sort of and and I'll explain this in in depth a little bit, but I love having some sort of interest that I can nerd out on oh, um, right, right now outside uh, my, uh, of outside of you know my my main you know yeah. source of of income or you know my main uh you know, my main priority. So for me right now, that's coffee where I'm nerding out on the art and science of it. Um, Of course, you know, family and friends, all these things make life um, in, you know, worth living. Yeah. Uh, But I love the pursuit of, of mastery in, in some new and interesting field. And I think, you know, having something like that where you're, you're constantly learning new things, challenging yourself, um, challenging your skills makes, uh, makes life, Really interesting. That kind of variety is the spice yeah. of life. Um, ideas is, is is very important to yeah, me. So,
1: and I think the uh, you know the the standard answer on that is you know like spending time with friends and family. So I like that you went. Okay, uh, that that's sort of obvious. So what? Tell me just quickly. What about coffee? Because I like I grind my beans by hand every morning. I've got a ceramic grinder, and then I do the AeroPress, and I'm very snobby. You know, like I go it's to crack, Cracker Barrel or something, <laughs> and like, would you like coffee? I'm just like. <laughs> Get that out of my face. It's not coffee. <laughs> it's like, what is your, just real quick, what is your coffee nerdery look like right now?
0: Yeah, so I'm actually, I just started, I'm I, very fortunate to live next to this world-class um, coffee roaster and oh, and coffee brewer. And so I'm kind of, uh, I, I I picked up some, you know, I'm, I'm he ended up hiring me part-time because I've been in there, volunteered, <laughs> showed a lot of interest. So I'm doing that as kind of a hobby. That's and nice. uh, so, I mean, it's, it's it can get pretty deep. Um, yeah. but, um, you know, for me, I, yeah, it's like you're talking about the everything, everything matters when it comes to coffee, where it was grown, how it was grown, how it's processed, um, you know, how it's ground, uh, how it's brewed, it needs to have a certain ratio of coffee to water, it needs to be extracted at a, you know, by a certain amount of time, otherwise it's going to be over or under extracted, so there's all, you can really, really get deep with with coffee if you want to, Um, but for most people, I would say, you know, a little $30 $30 hand grinder is going to be much better than like a, you know, a, a blade spice grinder. Yeah. Um, an AeroPress press is fantastic. That's one of, a uh, an amazing cup of coffee for, for very, very reasonable price overall. Um, so that's kind of yeah. what, what some of it looks like for me. Um, and I love, uh, love pulling a good shot of espresso still working on yeah. my latte art.
1: though. Yeah. And, uh, just, and just one more thing on that. It's like that, that, um, sort of way of thinking about coffee, I think it needs to be Sort of a universal approach to everything that we do. I mean, we've gotten the where the Keurigs are like the the standard now, and you just like what? That's not a cup of coffee. Like you go through fast food. Like that's not food. Like take time, and if you're gonna Mm. have coffee, like have like do it right. Like if you're gonna have a steak, Mm. like do it right. Get get real meat from a cow that was allowed to be a cow, and like spend some time on the things that matter instead of like you know just making everything so convenient and so quick. And then spending time, what, like looking at Facebook? I mean, you know, it's like I think our priorities are all wrong. But anyway, um, yeah, I so I'm a big coffee nerd. What my what I'm really you no, know, I, yeah. I I love I love that, and I I just want to reiterate, I love
0: you know for me having these different things, you know, this this physical discipline or or a movement practice um, or being really interested in coffee. To me, you know, they're all. Just a, a path to mastery, and and ha- learning what it takes to to develop some level of mastery, whether it be in movement or coffee or podcasting or nutrition, yeah. whatever. Um, I think it's about that journey. That's that's so exciting and so compelling. And um, you know, I remember years ago I was watching uh, the last the movie, The Last Samurai, um, with Tom Cruise. <laughs> but yes. if you haven't seen that, it's actually a really great movie. But he's got this line. Um, where he's, you know, if you don't know the story, it's a, he's, It's in the Civil War era and Tom Cruise is like a um, a sergeant or some commander in, in the U.S. Army and he goes over to Japan to help modernize their army and he gets captured by some samurais and held hostage and he has a lot of resentment and um, for this so-called primitive people and he comes to develop this respect and just for their culture and their level of mastery and he, and he ha- says this one line, um, and it goes like this, and he says, "From the moment they awake, they devote themselves to the perfection of whatever they pursue." Um, and so, to me, that's—I've never forgotten that line. I immediately wrote it down, and that was years ago, um, probably eight, seven, eight years ago. And so, to me, training, movement—you um, know, being being a human. Um, means in in some capacities pursuing this path to mastery um you know again training like a scientist moving like an artist of of devoting myself every day to the perfection of whatever i pursue so and i'm sure i mean i i I can already tell just from talking to you that i think you you resonate with that message and and that's why i really wanted to be on your podcast so
1: awesome and uh okay so i've got wellroundedathlete.net is the website are you on instagram and twitter I am on Instagram at uh I didn't
0: realize this till later. It's basically wrathlete, so well-rounded athlete w r a t h l e t e. But really the best yeah. way to connect with me is uh, just wellroundedathlete.net. Okay. Um I've got free training videos. Um, I do free kind of a free 15-minute movement optimization, you know, just a free 15-minute Skype call you can schedule it directly into my calendar if you have any interest in in developing your own movement practice and training. I do live Skype coaching and, and you know, I have, um, a lot of people have got some, some videos there. You can see what some of my other students have, have accomplished. And if, you know, if my message has resonated with you, uh, don't hesitate to shoot me an email and let's, let's chat a little bit. So
1: awesome. Well, uh, Justin, hang out. Uh, I'm gonna stop the recording, but I really appreciate you being on the show and, uh, we'll, uh, hopefully talk to you soon. Yeah, Mark,
0: thank you, man. This, is, uh, this has been great, really, and uh, really enjoyed the chat, and I appreciate you taking the time to have me. You're listening to the Simply
1: Human Podcast. All right, thank you, Justin. <laughs> and uh, as this is Time Travel, time travel Talk, I'm, I'm sure it was a great interview. Uh, what do you think, Rick? You can't be uh, on the interview. I bet, I bet
2: I bet he did a really great job. I bet you really dropped the ball because you're a really huge moron. <laughs> that's
1: probably. That's I bet your question is really
2: hard hitting like,
1: hey, what do you think about moving in your pants for your health? <laughs> you got me. Okay. It um, <laughs> is now time for the humans being human segment. Oh, let me make the transition. <laughs> Okay. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So, I'm just going to I'm going to say first names uh, on these and we're going to read two emails. Um Wait, this. I
2: should we should have probably coordinated. Are you going to read these or am, am I going to read one or what are we? Do you have them on your I, phone? I was going to read uh, uh I think I've already deleted them.
1: Okay. Well, then I'll read them. Then.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's all you. Need.
1: Okay. So, I That answers that question. Yeah, I I emailed back to to Joe. I said we need to get you on the schedule and she wrote uh I'm not sure I could keep my cool as well as you did with Kelly Starrett, which we all know I did not keep my cool. I sound like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> hey, just out, Kelly, yeah.
2: remember that one time that she did that video on YouTube? Is it true that your <laughs> that, was, that was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the love you take is equal to the love you make. That was awesome.
1: Chris Farley reference to so all those who don't know. Uh, so I she basically writes, it. feel free to read the story whenever you need a quick fill in. It might even add humor, having men read the story. So there's that. Um. Hmm. Okay, so hang on. While I'm uh, reading this one, I'm going to email you this other one and let you.
2: Okay, know yeah, that's fine. One. Yeah, there you
1: go. Um, okay, so click. simply human Rick there and send this admin
2: is, at poopyourpants.org.
1: <laughs> this is great radio. Okay, so Joe writes ha, 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 I have a very short and sweet humans being human for you that you can decide whether or not it is podcast appropriate, which... Which, by the way, (laughs) come on now. It would have to be, like, Hitler emailing us from hell that that we wouldn't use it. Was that too far? jeez oh my gosh All that right. might be the worst thing i've ever said on the <laughs> show yes worse. everyone i do think hitler's an hell. sorry
2: that was weird don't make no implications that he's in heaven like playing billiards with jimmy anders
1: <laughs> that was worse the time i made fun of stephen hawking's robot voice <laughs> okay. yeah you wrote she writes i had a co-worker tell me this story the day after it happened to her and i couldn't stop laughing about it i'm sure she's thrilled That it's being read (laughs) (laughs) read aloud. And so her friend will call her Sarah, okay, which hopefully is not her real name. So Sarah is a busy mom of two and had her yearly gynecologist appointment set up for the afternoon on this particular day. I like where this is going. After having an especially busy morning, she realized she needed to drop off the kids at her mom's house and be off to her nearing appointment at her doctor's office. She rushed into her bathroom to get ready to go. Okay, so we all parents all know how this is. You're trying to get ready, the kids are going crazy and like you're you're gonna be late, so you're just rushing around. So she's being a considerate woman, she decided to give the area of examination a quick clean before heading out the door. And for anyone who doesn't know a gynecologist looks at women's
2: What is the matter with you?
1: Baby areas. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes, for all of you who didn't know, so all eleven-year-olds listen to the <laughs> podcast. You're now go tell your mommy and daddy that Marcus
1: is talking about talking about bathroom areas on women. Okay, so she used the wa- she used the washcloth by her sink. It was just probably this washcloth. You know, just the washcloth by the sink. Who doesn't have a washcloth by their sink? Uh, and then scooped up the kids and was out the door. Fast forward to her appointment where the doctor walked in. Uh, parentheses, a very handsome gent at that day mate. Uh, Close <laughs> to the seas. <laughs> and proceeded to move the appointment right along. She laid back, put her feet up in the stirrups, assuming the position. So we can all imagine what's happening here. Yeah, we can. Uh, yeah. The doctor then said, quote, uh, how nice of you to, de- to decorate. So Sarah was baffled at what he could have meant by this. She is no stranger to landscaping. Another uh, fact, I'm sure Sarah is thrilled that we are... Uh, you know, making known to the world if, if uh, that ever, if her identity was ever disclosed, but would never consider it decorating, right? So you, you do a little landscaping or manscaping, you don't consider that decorating, you just consider that, you know. Maintenance. Maintenance. Preventative yeah, maintenance. Right. <laughs> Preventative. I don't know how I'm preventing, <laughs> but rug burn.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, crabs. crabs. <laughs> Sarah just shrugged and kept quiet, thinking the doctor was just trying to be funny. And he's he's handsome, so it's not like you're gonna call By the
2: out, way, uh, uh, handsome handsome gynecologist think thinks trying to crack jokes.
1: Yeah, well, handsome gynecologists can do whatever they want because all the women want them to mount them.
2: I don't think uh, that's true at all. <laughs> I think they're probably real uncomfortable. I think we need to I was just about to say, I think we need to pull a thousand women. We need
1: poor
2: yeah. do, do you you want, choice
1: of words. Would you or would you not? Never mind. Okay, so appointment finished. She went and picked up her kids and carried on with life back at home. The comment all made sense to her when Sarah went to the bathroom next. She realized she was, in all caps, covered in sparkles. The washcloth, the washcloth that was sitting by her sink was the same washcloth her daughter had used to clean up her art table from that morning's project. So if you want to go to the extra mile for your gyno appointment, cover yourself in sparkles. You won't be soon forgotten. So you know how that the, that glitter crap is impossible to get off, and then you, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. And then you never know where it came from. It's on stuff that you don't realize. It's just it's ridiculous. We so. have a standing
2: ban in our house of glitter and Legos
1: oh yeah i like that and because and,
2: some of the lego parts they're literally like the size of like uh microchips yeah. and they just get everywhere so i'm not allowing those two things Rick, our well luckily like we have boys so no glitter well
1: there's three things no glitter no lego and apparently no fun so okay so no, re-
2: no. <laughs> we have fun all the time mark whatever okay I'm, I'm a very fun person
1: did you did you get your uh no yeah Lego like, on I the did. bus uh you got you got the email yes i did okay this is a, this Are you is ready? a good one i'm ready
2: Okay. I will start. Uh, this is from uh, from Molly. And Molly says, uh, hi, funny guys. Love, love, love your podcast. I'm going to try to relate this story and hope it makes sense. It may not be appropriate, which is the second one.
1: <laughs> who do <laughs> these people think people. they're emailing if here? It's not
2: appropriate. It's probably like right up <laughs> our alley on this, okay? Unless it's like, you know, so one time I'm I'm, I'm stabbing this homeless guy, right? <laughs> and he's really putting up this crazy fight. That's not appropriate. Anything else is very appropriate. Oh, so. my
1: gosh.
2: <laughs> or while, rather, it could be wildly inappropriate, but I'll let you decide that. I, uh, oh, that's a fancy word that I don't know. Well, I'm not going to read it because I don't want to sound dumb. Well, Obviously, feel free to ignore me if I drone on. No, Molly, we're not ignoring you. This is going in the pantheon. So she sets the story up by saying that she is a veterinarian and she's also a woman. Obviously, she is a woman. And uh, she adds that she used to be a rather young and perky female.
1: The word is apposite. I don't know what that means. Okay, so, okay, pretty- sorry. For your health. Uh, and you're says, you're you know, she says, you both perfect. have
2: dogs and anybody who owns a dog knows that dogs have these things like near their rear end called anal glands or anal sacs, And uh, every once in a while, like you'll notice your dog like scooting his rear end, like almost like he's scratching his butt on the carpet, like rubbing it on the carpet. Well, that generally speaking means that you're to you know, take your dog. To get the anal uh, glands expressed. Or the which anal. Is really
1: yeah, or the SACS. Stop, the stop, anal stop, sex.
2: stop. You're going to ruin the story. You're going to pull a Mark Riders no, and I'm ruin not. it before just, it even happens. So I'm zip it. Saying, uh, Turn off your Skype I, and zip it. Okay, sorry. You're welcome, listeners. Okay, the story starts. So here I am, young, perky female vet, and this young studly man comes in for an appointment with his beagle. I like where this is headed.
1: I have two uh, beagles. So-
2: this is a wiener dog, the beagle. Let's call him Buddy. Dog. is scooting his butt along the ground constantly. This guy is super, super worried, and I feel a nice sense of relief because I feel confident I can diagnose and fix the problem. I'm thinking in my mind, "Yay me!" So, with the complete calmness and confidence, I tell Mister Smith, uh, "Quote: Everything is fine. Buddy just simply had an anal sacs problem. No worries. Anal sax. sacs. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Mr. Smith turns five shades of red And I figure he's just embarrassed Because I said the word anal Which
1: It's
2: um, funny So I say, well you've heard of anal sacs, right? Mr. Smith now eyeing Buddy Oddly says, well not in the animal kingdom At this point, I'm young and very naive Super confused because I wasn't aware Humans had an anal glands So I say, well dogs have these glands Anal sacks And I'm sure we've all figured out At this point he thinks that she's talking about doing it at the bottom,
1: yeah, she, not dogs. She, but she, no,
2: she's saying anal sacks anal and not anal grex.
1: <laughs> Why did you uh, filter? Because uh, uh, I
2: don't want you clipping that out and uh, using that later grix. as the, and remember, and he's slowly saying the whole
1: word. Yeah, So, so there you go. I will, I will say one thing, two things. You said wiener dog. Those are dachshunds. Beagles are not wiener dogs. i know
2: that's not i know mark i'm not an idiot i was just making a a wiener
1: joke okay i was
2: making a penis joke can i can i can i (laughs) do i need a written permission slip before i make a penis joke anymore around here because if so (laughs) it's gonna be a lot of paper
1: and uh and i my my fat beagle rudy has has this problem and i have had to put on rubber gloves and pop his anal Can you sax. do it yourself. Yeah. And oh. it's because I watched the vet do it so many times. I was like, come here, Rudy. Oh. Slap <laughs> like the uh the the rubber gloves smacking. I swear on
2: deputy I was trying to push this dog through the fan
1: <laughs> is that from something Oh my gosh. From my everyday life. Oh that was really funny. Oh man. I do what I can. Okay.
2: <laughs> is Rudy the dog that ate my ate ate the chaw?
1: <laughs> Had to have been Okay, because I don't while think we we're had telling. Roger you know, yet. while we're
2: telling dog stories, we can go with this one. This has got this is years and years ago. This had to be probably nine years. Yeah,
1: ago. Yeah, Rudy's 10 i I'm so.
2: living. I'm li- I'm living in Oklahoma City. You're living still in Abilene, and I come down to visit. I don't remember exactly why. It was before we had kids, and my wife. Wa- I don't know, but, but I'm a, my wife is out of town on business, yeah. and uh, when she still worked for a public affairs company. So uh, I come down and visit you, or something like that. Well, I stay with you? Well, I've got this. I, at that time, I chewed. I chewed uh, delicious uh, tobacco, like uh, the not now. There's two kinds of smokeless tobacco. There's the kind that comes in the can, like a hockey puck, that snuff. We've talked about that. You put a little pinch in between your cheek and gum, and then there's chaw, which is like the large pouch, like that looks like a pouch of Big League Chew, and you put a big old wad of it in your mouth and you just gnaw on it. Well, this is a pouch of chaw. Well, uh, I come stay at your nice house, and your wife, you know, invites me in and lets me stay in a bedroom, and I wake up the next day, and I'm like. Uh, i could use a big old fat jaw right now and i'm looking around i'm like where is it and i just see your dog Rudy and he's got like just, just like brown stains all <laughs> over his mouth and he i'm like what the Oh, no, and Rudy has eaten the whole pouch of chewing tobacco. It's oh, just all over. us like, well, I killed Mark's dog. I think I remember Looks that. like I gotta leave town. Well,
1: he does have tumors covering his body. It's probably from the tobacco uh, exposure. <laughs> You're Thanks. welcome, Rudy. Thanks a lot, Rick. Uncle Later Rick. Later on, you just,
2: find him, you just find him in the garage smoking cigarettes. Like, ah, <laughs> I, just, I got a tobacco jones so hard, man.
1: <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, uh, there it is. Humans being human. If you have a story, email us at simply human human lifestyle at gmail.com or simply human rick at gmail.com do not we prefer we
2: would prefer that you join us on the show to tell the story in your own voice but if for some reason you're very shy about it and you don't want to read you don't want to say the story we can do like we did today and we can read it out loud in a dramatic voice and then make fun of your science words yeah (laughs) whatever that is
1: oh man so uh yeah it's much funnier if you join us uh, that's what you said we will uh all right Ah.
2: It's much better than like the throat like growling noise that you'll do.
1: All right, stop, stop. It's now time for the simply a tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to become more healthy human. And you know, we talked last week about not watching TV for a week, and this is kind of in that same uh, (laughs) vein. But here we go. I'm going to read you a quote from "The Rhythm of Life." Everything great in history has arisen from silence, even great noise. Beethoven and Mozart closed themselves off from the world and inhabited silent rooms for days at a time in order to hear things that no one else could hear. Sounds so glorious that they themselves would never hear in the midst of the world, and yet sounds that like the world would never know if Beethoven and Mozart had not befriended silence. So befriend silence is a is a quote from The Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly that we'll link to in the show notes. That that's the tip of the week. So I'm not suggesting, you know, you you go to like a silent retreat or something, but Every now and then, you know, when you're driving somewhere, leave the radio off. Uh, you going for a run, just uh, leave the headphones at home. Uh, try to be silent for a little bit, and uh, and actually, you know, I know it's hard because it's like, oh, I've got so much to do. I've got this audio book I could be listening to. Uh, you know, stuff like that that I need to be learning how to do and stuff like that. But uh, you know, just be silent for a little bit each
2: day. Well, and I think that you know this speaks to me as well because it's like you said, everything. You have to constantly constant entertainment, constant talking, constant, you know, noise. But if you are always shutting off the voice in your head, not the bad voices, but like your inner monologue with, uh, you know, music or podcasts or, you know, TV or movies or chatter, then you can't hear and you can't think. And man, I need to hear this as much as anybody else. Like it's good to just every once in a while, turn off and just and just be quiet and listen, I guess. So I will take this tip to heart.
1: There you go, and uh, I know the inner voice inside of my head is always like, "Rudy's anal sacks need popping." I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna dignify that. <laughs> I was, I was gonna be, I was gonna make you let the first noise after that one. There's long <laughs> silence there. All right. No,
2: I was gonna lay out on you forever. Yeah.
1: Um. All right. I think that's it. That's a show. Yeah, so coming up next time is Lucy Hendricks. She is a coach at Jim Laird Strength and Conditioning. Uh, Ah. We're going to talk about, oh, man, all sorts of crazy stuff, breathing and stuff that we've never talked about on this show before as it pertains to movement. And Lucy is is great, and she's going to be at that retreat that I'm speaking at in September up in Northern California. I'm super excited about that. So Lucy's on the next show. So... Find us online cool. at SimplyHumanLifestyle.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SimplyHuman52. There are links to the Primal Professional. That is the dress shoe with a fake heel it's actually a zero drop dress shoe with a fake heel a false heel uh, so it looks professional but you're really primal thus the primal it's like a,
2: it's like a uh, like a hologram like going into the batman's bat cave or like you drive through the waterfall but it's not a real waterfall yeah
1: yeah it's like just, that yeah.
2: It's a little it's science boys
1: pretty much exactly what it is uh there are also links on our website to the nutrients multivitamin and the skinny fat uh the mct coconut oil and the olive oil uh, email the show at simplyhuman at simplyhuman lifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Please leave us a review, good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. Thanks for listening. Yes, we've
2: stopped getting reviews. Leave some reviews.
1: Yes, please. Stop
2: getting them. We haven't had any in like a month so.
1: And uh, we, we appreciate your time. Know there's a lot of uh, uh, things you could be doing right now. Thanks for making this part of your day. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast.
2: And remember professional police observation of a potential crime in progress. Where's the line between that and creepster weirdo
1: watching two people bang in a car? So until next time, enjoy yourself.